This is a Federal News Network podcast. Agencies have started to scratch the surface with what they can do with artificial intelligence. As they delve in, questions arise not only about how to use AI, but also about the ethics of AI. For instance, making sure it doesn't hurt employees more than it helps them. That theme emerged at an online federal panel last week sponsored by the General Services Administration. Federal News Network's Amelia Brust has more. Amelia, who participated in this panel and what do they say they're doing with AI? There were representatives on the panel from the Labor Department, the Department of Veterans Affairs, and the Jake at the Defense Department. And there's a lot of different ways agencies can use AI to help their human workers out. For example, at the Labor Department, they partnered with the General Services Administration Centers of Excellence to create three bots for procurement and contract negotiations. And these bots could automate um, the more mindless tasks that don't require so much critical human thinking. They uh, were able to save the department about 2,000 hours of work by getting a bot to do in three minutes what it would take a human worker about one to two hours to do. And Ryan Chandler, who is the Senior Director of Strategy and Administration at the Department of Labor, talked a little bit more about this. So going out and aggregating data from, from various sources, um, pulling down those screenshots, that sort of a thing. There's no critical human thought that's happening there. It's just a, a rote, repetitive task. And so trying to find those, uh, those tasks in our organization that sort of fit that description. Like I said, we have a highly trained uh, workforce. Let's, let's let them do the work that they're trained to do and don't ask them to go out and, and pull screenshots and, and type in data. And that's Ryan Chandler of the Labor Department. And Amelia, VA made headlines last year with the way it was applying AI. I think they made a smart tool that cuts down wait times for veterans' benefits claims. What did you learn about that? Yeah, so Zach Goldfein, who is the Deputy Chief Technology Officer for Benefits at VA, talked about this tool. It's called the Content Classification Predictive Service Application Programming Interface, which just trips right off the tongue. And it can cut down the amount of time it was taking humans to transcribe the language that veterans write in their benefits claims into the exact right words that VA system needs to automate those claims before any attempt to automate them was failing almost every single time because a veteran would write something such as my ear hurts or I have ringing in my ears when the official claim term they were looking for was hearing loss. So Goldfein uh, described how uh, this was just one way that AI could help out VA employees. We all have parts of our job that we don't like, you know, whether that be like a million emails we need to respond to or entering like certain data elements when we need to like take leave. Uh, There are always monotonous parts of our jobs. I would guess that most of us wish that we could automate those away. This is this is one of those things that that people just didn't like to do. It was, uh, you know, manual data reentry in a scenario where many of them are veterans themselves. They'd rather be spending their time doing things you'd think they'd rather be spending their time So it's good to know people won't lose their jobs, I guess, because of artificial intelligence. There's still the ethical questions that come up around AI and the samples that are used and the data sets they use. And if the whole algorithm is appropriately used, risk factors, security issues, and so on. Tell us more about what you learned there. 
Right. So with any new technology, there comes a conversation about the ethics of using that technology, and it's the same with AI. So Alka Patel, who leads the AI ethics policy at the Joint Artificial Intelligence Center at DOD, um, said she prefers to think of ethics as more of an enabler to AI, not so much an inhibitor. She said that if you're not careful, you're just going to perpetuate the hidden and inherent biases that are written into AI systems. And um, that doesn't only perpetuate those biases, it can also literally endanger lives. She uh, made a reference to a a multi-university study a few years ago where researchers showed how this would happen just by um, minorly altering stop signs was enough to trick autonomous vehicles into not registering those as stop signs. This also can translate into a a sheer performance issue, and she explained that a bit more. Trying to, to be able to identify every single potential consequence or every potential outcome in every single potential context is really hard to do. That is one of the challenges with with a number of these types of applications that, uh, you know, requires us to be very diligent as we think about new data sets being introduced while in use and in potentially causing model drift where the performance of the algorithm, which was expected, is no longer uh, performing it the way that it needs to be. And that's Alka Patel, who leads AI ethics at the Joint Artificial Intelligence Center. Amelia, what about agencies and contractors when they hire them to do artificial intelligence? How are agencies approaching the issue of having contractors need to uh, comply with ethics requirements? So when it comes to getting your contractors to comply with your agency's um, AI ethics principles, uh, Patel was saying it's not as straightforward as just literally writing into the contract language, you must comply with our principles or our policy. Uh, She said um, that may work from a signaling point of view to to show contractors where you're trying to go, but it's not actually effective in reaching your objectives. So she uh, personally has a background in engineering and law, and she said that agencies should not be so concerned with um, dictating instructions to contractors. They need to recognize that the technology is still too nascent at this point, and they need to be more collaborative with their contractors about where they want um, ethics policy to go. I'm very sensitive to, quote unquote, dictating uh, what those requirements need to be done, what, what they need to be done from an agency perspective. I think that's a conversation that needs to happen mutually with our contractors or at least have some insight because I think um, from a uh, resource perspective for these organizations, um, their business models, uh, just being sort of, again, cognizant of the fact that um, there are already standing processes and, and we need to be uh, not so prescriptive, but we need to be flexible, but still have the fidelity of the content and, and um, criteria we are expecting from the contractors themselves. Again, that's Alka Patel, who leads the AI ethics policy for the Joint Artificial Intelligence Center, or Jake. So, Amelia, to sum this all up, sounds like agencies are out of the experimental stage necessarily and starting to think about how to apply AI in real-life situations. I would say so. I mean, AI is probably here to stay at this point, and it's it's not a matter of when you use it at your agency. It's more how. Um, and luckily, it doesn't seem to be... A- 
quite as insurmountable a challenge as many would think. And these agencies gave examples of how you can sort of start small but intentional with AI. All right. Federal News Network's Amelia Brust, thanks so much. Thank you. Check out her story at federalnewsnetwork.com. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus, and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.